0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Working for a Living Show, where we present opinions that matter. Tonight, we're joined by co-hosts Jeff Brown and Dave Fillion, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Terry, our good friend, is attending to her very sick pooch and as we all know, all of our small friends mean a lot to us, and uh, good luck, Terry, as he recovers. And we're sure that he'll have a full recovery. Thank you. Uh, the announcements this week, we have uh, three of them. Um, uh, next weekend, the United States will be celebrating its 240th birthday. Out of respect for that, the Working for a Living radio show will not air on July 3rd, the weekend up uh, uh, for the uh, 4th of July, uh, which happens to fall on a Monday. Uh, Please rejoin us on July 10th. Uh, Number two announcement, the UAW local nine workers at Honeywell Plant in South Bend, Indiana, remain locked out of the plant by management. Uh, It appears as though the members will be able to qualify for unemployment, so that's a good, good thing for them. Uh, and third, you know, our uh, hearts uh, and prayers are with the victims of the West Virginia flooding that's ongoing. Last I knew, uh, uh, there were some uh, uh, 29 victims, I believe it was. So, uh, yeah. so you know, that's uh, a tough, tough thing to be going on. It's uh, pretty devastating there. So I just missed uh, most of the Midwest, just uh, a little south of us here. So uh, good luck as everybody deals with that in West Virginia. Uh, email uh, and comments. Um, thank, it said the first one from Herb in Florida again. Herb's sending a lot of stuff in uh, lately, and we appreciate that, Herb. Uh, thank you, Jeff Brown, for pointing out that our nation ought to demonstrate tolerance toward the peaceful Muslims living in this country we do not need innocent people being hurt. Uh, so thank you, Herb, for that. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, let me bring on the, uh, the other co-hosts here right now. And we have uh, Jeff Brown is on already, I believe, right, Jeff? You here?
0: Yes, I'm here, Leroy. Right. How are you?
1: Hi, Jeff. I'm doing pretty good. Nice to hear you on the show tonight. Uh, and uh, we have David uh, David Fillion. Dave, you there?
2: Yeah, I'm here. How are you guys doing okay. tonight? Pretty good. I'm good,
1: thanks. Yeah, good. Uh, you want to start off first, Jeff, with uh, the issue that you have regarding, uh, I believe it you're, you're going to talk about the uh, 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 the uh, cuts in or the attempted cuts at the railroad pensions and the uh, cha- the uh, attempted changes in the Social Security. Uh, by the uh, Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. So get away there, brother.
0: Yeah, i got an a article here right from the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Teams and Trainmen's Union. Um, I guess we will call it the B-L-E-T. That's the acronym for the, the union. Uh, last week, no, April, in April, um, the House of Representatives adopted a, a new budget that would devastate the retirement security of both active and retired uh, union members in, in the BLUT. Um, what this is going to do is it would not allow the reti- people to retire until they are the age of 62. Re- until then, before this, they were able to get retired at 60, age 60, and have 30 years and they can take care of in retirement. This changes that. Retirement age would raise up to 62. Um, it will definitely hurt the people. Um, Mr. Ryan, Paul Ryan, has been attacking the American workers for a long time. We all know that. Sorry, but I'm getting political on this one. <laughs> it's it's just, the war on the workers is just every week we're finding new things out from different unions and we don't know what's going on in the non-union companies. Ryan is trying to change the uh, discipline. Let me see what it is here. Um, give me a second. Give me a second. He wants to a, raise the um, Medicare to the age of 67. We're not allowed to get Medicare until, I think that's what it is. I'm trying to look here. Um, a little off, off my game tonight. Um, yeah, he wants to raise it to uh, all, not just this group, but everybody to age 67 Um, That means they won't be able to uh, get that that benefit. I apologize, folks, I'm not feeling all that great. And let me take a look here. uh, Medicare eligibility would raise a 67, and it's a half. health our pockets would cost that retirees $4,300 a year. Um, that's something these retirees cannot afford anywhere. Not just this, this union, but other unions. Um, like I guess it's shameful that he is trying to do this, but they are trying to do everything possible to, to hit the American worker. Both union and non-union. Um, it's unacceptable. And if you've been following our our Facebook page, France, the whole country of France is in some very uh, violent protests over labor laws being changed in France. And it's got so bad where the police over there are just—they say they're too tired to fight. Through rioters or the protesters does that tell you how what's going on over there and
1: sooner or later I
0: hope the American workforce does something to fight back whether it be a national strike day or a lot of protests like what's going on in France we've seen some stuff going on in uh, Brazil or TPT um, but this is just wrong. People have worked for these benefits their whole life, and now Washington is trying to cut them away. I heard a saying 20-some years ago when I first got in the union, whatever you negotiate at the bargaining table can be taken away by politicians. And that is true, as, as in this case. Um, we hope that this bill or enactment will not be approved by whatever president gets elected. Um, they're not going to take up this, um, registration until after the election. Okay. So that's what I got. This is just Big hit, okay, Big hit. On, on
1: so yeah, right, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks, Jeff. Uh, that real nice job, brother. Uh, you know, it's it's probably uh, good to point out now that you know Paul Ryan is the Speaker of the House, the United States House of Representatives. He's third in line for succession to the presidency. It goes president, vice president, speaker of the House. Whichever party is in uh, power of, this, of the House, that's uh, who then would be president if there was a catastrophic event or whatever, if we had a loss of the, the first two at any given time. That's the succession. It's just simply a part of the Constitution. Uh, And so he's third in line for the presidency. He has an R next to his name. And these are the things that he's bringing forward and, you know, taking on the railroad retirement pensions and taking on Social Security eligibility age for Medicare. And uh, of course, in 2006, they passed the Pension Protection Act and it was uh, signed into law by a president and you all knew who was president at that time. Pension Protection Act sounds really cool and they use an acronym or these real cutesy words like the Team Act was passed in 1996 and it was designed to allow management to appoint union leaders, much the way a a works council does in Germany. They want to bring that here now. Some 20 years later, after we fought real hard not to have it, now our own union union leaders are wanting to bring that here. But uh, the Team Act was one of those things they wanted to uh, uh, bring into uh, uh, effect. And it was, you know, it has real... Real nice sounding word to it. It's team. Everybody should be on a team, right? Well, you know, that didn't, it wasn't in our best interest. And here the Pension Protection Act does everything but protect pensions. It may protect them for corporations, but we have cuts of 50 and 100 percent should the market constrict with these, uh, the, the, uh, uh uh, levels of funding for the, the pensions, if they fall below 80 or 60 percent funding, the protection then becomes we're going to cut your pension. <laughs> protect the fund, protect the corporations from having to put any more money in them. You know, so uh, and they they're awash with money, and we know that these days, and maybe even have siphoned money out of some of these pensions. We can point to 18 billion dollar non-automotive. Uh, uh, related profits in 2013 for General Motors, for example, 18 billion. I'm sorry. So, uh, having said that, Jeff, really a nice job on that. Uh, you know, these these real cutesy names. We got to be real wary of those things. We have to be a little bit wary. Obviously, uh, you know, we don't want to get too partisan here, but at least we remind you. That who's putting these things through, signing them into law, and who's asking for these things to to be initiated. Okay, this is not in the best interest of working men and women. And there's a lot of people with R's next to their name that you really ought to start thinking about what side of the bread your but your uh, your uh, uh, bread is buttered on. Uh, so. Uh, you know, yeah, it's it's all real cool to be. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not that person over there, and I can't support that person over there. You know, but the person that you support might be taking and money right out of your wallet or your purse. So really, start taking a hard look at who's taking money away from you, and who is trying to keep it there in these days and age. So I'm not telling you who to vote for. We really, you know, aren't in that business. We're only pointing out who's doing what. Okay? So thank you very much. Thanks, Jeff, for that. David, do you have anything more to add to that issue?
2: No, I think you guys covered that fairly well.
1: Okay. Good
0: job, Jeff.
1: Yeah, nice job, Jeff. So uh, going on to
0: the... go ahead. It's sad that we have to report something new like this every week um, since we started our show and uh, I believe strongly that the workers of the United States need to stand together and fight back. That's what I've been advocating for a long time. But um, Thank you guys for your your help tonight. I am uh, really a little under the weather so we'll just Look, um, David, do this part now. Okay. All right. Sounds good, Seth. You know, I mean,
1: you know, not, none of us are perfect here, and we're none of us paid on this show. So somebody's having a bad moment. I mean, you know, Terry begged off tonight completely because she was having a bad moment over Pooch. So, uh, And we don't know. Roberta's uh, at some families, and she's going to try and find a quiet place to come in a late, little later. But, whether or not she can she's with us in spirit as well so uh, and uh, so we uh, and we have some team members we're trying uh, not to get out front in, in the uh, in the public's eye right now because uh, it seems as though some of our team comes under attack from time to time so uh, and you know Jeff uh, don't worry we're a team here and and uh, you know it comes through loud and clear that we uh, if one of us is having a moment, that, uh, we'll, we'll sure jump in there and give you a little bit of a hand. It's not a big deal. And we thank you for all the, the detailed research that you did on these two issues and brought them to the, the fore in, in buying through your research. So thanks, uh, Brother Jeff Brown, for everything you do for this, this effort here. It's, uh, this is a lot of work, folks. And Jeff is out there doing his part every day to make sure that you're informed the way you need to be. So I don't think you need to be apologizing, brother. Just keep up the good work, okay? Uh, having said that, David, uh, you, uh, you have an issue there that you did a lot of research on this week. A uh, fella uh, uh, had a problem with getting a voucher or had questions about the vouchers and uh, uh, for a car in the uh, FCA Chrysler uh, division. I'll let you take that away, brother. You're well prepared on that, so take it away. Okay. Um, yeah, this week
2: <clears throat> I uh, made the acquaintance of uh FCA retiree Lester Williams. Um Lester was attempting to purchase a vehicle for uh, his son. Um, he uh uh wrote a letter to um the international union and i'd like to read that to you my name is lester williams and i am retired from uaw chrysler corp local 110 st louis missouri i would like to know why the uaw is not forcing fca to honor the terms of the negotiated vehicle voucher that was negotiated in the last contract it stated that we would get a thousand dollar voucher on the purchase of a new vehicle it was changed to two five hundred dollars vouchers and was limited to just a few vehicles that you could use both on. Does the UAW or FCA think that retirees can afford two new vehicles in one year? Question mark. I am trying to purchase a Jeep Cherokee compass for my son in South Bend, Indiana and can only use one voucher. I've contacted two dealers in South Bend and two dealers in Florida. And all four tell me that voucher can only be used on the the Cherokee Compass. This is not what was agreed to in the contract. I have called um, LaPorte CPJ dealer in LaPorte, Indiana. I have talked to Bob Wiles. Bob tells me that only one voucher can be used. This is where my son is going to purchase a Jeep Cherokee Compass on June 25th. have been trying to get assistance from the UAW, but suspect they ignore me because I am retired. Would appreciate someone at the UAW answering me and taking care of this problem before Saturday when my son is going to purchase his compass. Thank you, Lester Williams. Why would... uh, Lester Williams be of the impression that uh, he's been the victim of a sleight of hand. Um, The answer to that can be found in the highlights of the 2015 FCA agreement, the candy they put out um, to all the uh, active workers when a contract um, tentative agreement has been reached. If you scroll to page 19, of the highlights in the bottom right hand corner it simply states current retirees the uaw has a proud tradition of remembering our retirees we are pleased to convey that we've been able to bargain a thousand dollar car voucher for every current retiree in addition retirees will once again be able to utilize the newly negotiated legal services plan Um, We all know that that's not in effect yet. Um, This vehicle program began to um, have problems um, right off to get in February when um, uh, uh, communication was sent out to um, SCA retirees from the Human Resources Department, and it reads and follows. Dear UAW retiree, during the 2015 negotiations, the company agreed to provide all current uh, current as of September 16, 2015, FCA U.S. LLC retirees $1,000 car vouchers good towards the purchase or lease of a new Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram vehicle. Subject to the provisions below. For the purpose of this program, the eligible retiree population includes all retirees from UAW, Jeep, UAW, or AMC, URIP pension plans, voucher details. You may elect to receive either one or two $500 vouchers for the purchase or lease of a new Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram vehicle. If you elect to receive two $500 vouchers, they may be stacked only for the pur- uh, purpose or purposes of the purchase or lease of a Chrysler Town and Country Dodge caravan, Ram pickup, Jeep Grand Cherokee or Jeep Wrangler, or they may be used individually for the purpose or lease of other new Chrysler Jeep Dodge or Ram vehicle. The vouchers may be valid for vehicle transactions during the 12-month period following the launch of the program. The vouchers are not transferable to dealers or dealer personnel. A web-based system to allow retirees to register and receive the vouchers is being developed. The company anticipates having the system online and available to retirees on May 1st to 16th. These vouchers are considered taxable income, and accordingly, a tax document will be issued in 2017 to each retiree who elects to receive a voucher For vouchers. Please note that taxable income will be imputed regardless of whether the voucher is used in the purchase or lease of the vehicle.
1: Um, Interesting stuff, does. David. Yeah, so, they, so they, they can only stack them on three vehicles, then, huh? And then That's they're correct. not going to monitor. They're not going to monitor if they're used or not. They're just going to tax you based on it, that you applied for them.
2: That's correct. Oh. If you actually download and take that uh, voucher, you're going to be taxed whether you use it or you do not. Um, in the vehicle program. Um, the actual program rules, this is how they diced everything up. Um, cars eligible for voucher program, 2015, 16-mile-a-year vehicles eligible for one $500 voucher, 200 sedan, excluding XL Patriot, five, Fiat 500 hatchback, 300 and 300C sedan, Renegade, Fiat 500C, Dart excluding SE, Cherokee, Fiat, Harbath Hatchback, Charger excluding SRT, Ram 3500, 3, 4500, 5500, and the Fiat, Harbaugh, Cambero, Challenger excluding SRT, Chassis Cab, Fiat 500L, Journey Ram CV. 500 and the Fiat 500X, Durango, Pearlmaster 500, 2500, 3500, Compass, Pearlmaster City. Now that's one voucher can be used for those. 2015, 2016 model year vehicles eligible for one or two $500 vouchers is pretty limited here. Town and country, Grand Jeep. Cherokee, excluding SRT, Pacifica 2017 MY, Ram 1500 pickup, all cabs, Grand Caravan, Ram 2500 pickup, Wrangler, Ram 3500 pickup. Vehicles ineligible for this program are the 200XL, Fiat 500E, all SRT models, Dart SE. Um program compatibility. These programs are compatible with the following program types, providing the vehicle meets all program eligibility requirements, automobile automobility program, national or regional consumer cash allowance APR programs, national regional lease programs, national regional consumer loyalty cash programs. Chrysler Employee Retiree New Vehicle Purchase Lease Program, Stock Allowance Model, Year up, year payoff Programs. This program is not compatible with the following programs. Friends Program, Chrysler Affiliate Rewards Program, Dealer Employee Purchase Program participating dealers, all franchised FCA US LLC dealers who decide to abide by the official program rules are eligible to participate. Voucher program period begins May 1, 2016 until May 1, 2017. Eligible vehicles must be delivered during the program period. So, um, they diced that up pretty good. Um, They uh, told retirees and the active workers, very simply, you're going to get a $1,000 car voucher, and then they turned around and diced the program up like they did. And in my opinion, it appears um, that they took something that was supposed to be good for retirees, a $1,000 car voucher, and turned it into what appears like, additional car sales, where you'd be selling more vehicles if you diced the program up. Um, When FCA um, presented these um, program rules to the UAW, Norwood Jewel should have been on top of that and said no. It was $1,000, $1,000 for everything. But that isn't what happened and Lester Williams has a right to feel slighted, and so should all of the other FCA um, retirees because they very clearly in the uh, highlights stated $1,000. They need to learn in the future that what they put in these highlights, they better bargain for. This isn't the first time that highlights have been deceptive in the past, um, the last contract 2011 um the highlight stated that there would be a 10% uh, 10% diversion from profit sharing checks into the viva um barring that uh all regulatory um requirements would be met we all know you no know, 10% um payments ever went to the uh, viva in regards um, so when we read these contract highlights at contract time, you can only take them with a grain of salt because the true details of them will come out in the future. And in the past, and just like the car voucher program, they get butchered. That's what I got, Leroy.
1: Okay. Uh, Jeff, do you have any comments on that? We'll jump in there and see if we, you have anything to say. Also,
2: I do have one one more thing here that I would like to read to you. The UAW did finally um, respond to Lester, and this is the response that sent him. Lester, we can understand your frustration with this issue. However, rest assured, no one is ignoring you because you are a retiree. We have received every communication you have sent in. We may not be able to respond as quickly as many would like. We may not be able to say what members want to hear, yet we do always respond. We apologize for any misunderstanding our communication caused with our retirees on the voucher and the status thereof. We tried to clear up Miscommunications by sending out letters giving all the information on the voucher and the language associated with it. At no time before the actual language was agreed upon did the UAWSCA say this voucher would be used for any vehicle. The provisions under the heading Current Retirees in the UAWSCA US LLC hourly report distributed at the conclusion of negotiations and made available on UAW.org stated, we've been able to bargain a $1,000 car voucher for every current retiree. Effective May 1, 2016, two $500 car vouchers were made available worth a 1,000 Two $500 car vouchers made available to be stacked for a total of 1,000 for the purchase and lease of a Chrysler Town Country Dodge Caravan, Ram Pickup, Jeep, Jam, Jeep Grand Cherokee, Jeep Wrangler, or, or they may be used individually for the purchase or lease of any other new Chrysler or Jeep Dodge Ram vehicle. Vehicles included in the program include... Vehicles excluded, excuse me, from the program include the Viper Dodge Dart SE 200XL, yeah, 500E and all SRT models. If one $500 car voucher is used, there will be another $500 car voucher available for a total of 1,000 and available during the program period. The program voucher program period is May 1st, 16 through May 1st, 17. Eligible vehicles must be delivered during this program period. We do understand your frustration with being able to purchase not being able to purchase the vehicle of your choice with the voucher. However, there are certain vehicles that were refused. We hope this helps. And that's uh, the extent of the email that they returned
1: to us to uh, Lester Williams. Je- Jeff. Correct. Yes. Thank you, Dave. Um, Jeff. Jeff.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, I. I don't believe a word that the fools in Solidarity House say. They, for decades, they have been known to lie to us through these highlight books just to get the membership to vote in favor of the contracts. But yet, when we get the full contract books, there's a lot, a lot of contradiction in the continent actual contracts than there is in the highlights Um, I for one am getting sick and tired of it and I know others are too Uh, I just they're fools they're damn fools and I, I called them out before you guys suck you don't know what the hell you're doing up there I could go on this rant for hours hours and hours. Just, we don't have that kind of time. Um, Marcion is not not a uh, labor-friendly CEO. He's probably one of the worst of the three. Uh, I just it's bad. we got to start sticking together people and just take control. That's
1: all I got Okay Thanks Jeff We appreciate it Uh, You know You're right About Young. This is a man Who has Been on record As saying The workers Are going to Have to get used To poverty wages This is coming From a man That's what Making 72 million A year
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I think it is 72 million A year (laughs) It's 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 a large percentage of the FCA slash Chrysler profits for any given year. He's in you know like eight to nine percent. If they cut him, is that that's how much more profit they'd have? Uh, you know, just amazing that some delusionally self entitled human being could say something like that. You know, when I was about seven years old. My dad was pretty sharp. He taught me this word. And I asked him, I said, what, what are you saying that word for about that person, Dad? The word is prevaricator. Prevaricator. Now, most of you haven't heard that word because you didn't live in my household and get schooled on unique, exotic words of the English language, like my dad would uh, educate my brother and myself with. But i got to tell you, prevaricator became a word that I incorporated into my uh, vocabulary very early. I don't have the chance to use it very often, but it's been popping up more and more lately with some rep- with some politicians and now with our own union the word prevaricator means essentially a high-class liar very sophisticated liar to take and tell people membership you're going to get a thousand dollar voucher for a car you know, it's it's quite common that we get a little something in the mail in the general motor system. Say, hey, retirees, you know, we're going to take care of you at Christmas. You know, we're going to stack on another $1,000 for you. Get a little letter in the mail saying thanks. That's why I was kind of chuckling when I heard they're going to get them a $1,000 voucher. Now that's, that's kind of an automatic in the general motor structure every now and then. We just get one in the mail. A lot of us don't use them, but... You know, some do. If they're in the market for a car. In this case, you got to buy two cars to get the thousand dollars. With a very few exceptions, can you get stacked both five hundred dollar vouchers? Certainly, it was not what it was intended to be a thousand dollars for a retiree from Chrysler to buy a vehicle. Now you can imagine that they could exclude a few vehicles. Okay, you know, some of the hot, hot RTs and road and track cars and, you know, some of these 800 or 700 horsepower cars, some of those hot sellers, they might not be eligible. And quite frankly, General Motors, when they do these sort of things, they don't put them for the Corvette. They're excluded. And some of the other cars, you know, there's a few exclusions on on these things, but they put it for the, the, you know, the balance of the fleet. You get that thousand dollars. You can see you can see how the UAW was played in this instance. Just absolutely played. It goes to the quality of negotiator at the top of our union. It goes to the quality and the integrity of the negotiators and the executive board of our union. Just absolutely atrocious, a pack of prevaricators, all instances. You know, some, somebody's running around, you know, the, the people, not somebody, a lot of people, running around saying how this show and another show from time to time, they spew a bunch of lies. Well, I got to tell you, we do our best to do our research like we've done tonight. And we actually get sign-offs from people to use things as well. We just don't air things without having the proper authority. We do a lot of good, hard work, state-of-the-industry sort of work, to bring these things out to your attention. We're not lying, folks. There's a lot of folks out there saying we are. But as we've just indicated, the true liars... Are those prevaricators, the high-class liars, sitting in the halls of Solidarity House and the regional offices of our great union? We have a wonderful union. We just got some sorry people at the top of it at this time. Walter Ruther said, because of the way this is set up, promoting of yes people, eventually... We will have a bunch of yes people that are incapable at the top of this union. He used different words, but that's the essence of what he said. And we've got that, and it needs to change. And we aspire on this show, by and through our efforts, to change that for our membership. It's just horrible. Horrible. What's going on? You've heard from the FCA debacle. You've heard, you know, has anybody been told about what Paul Ryan's doing other than what you've heard here? Has Solidarity said in an email blast to all of our membership? Solidarity House said these are things that are going on. These are where they're coming from, and be aware. And be wary. No, that's not occurred. Not at all. They're, they've failed in their efforts. So having said that, there's some other things they failed us on, too. Pension Protection Act. I'm going to get into my segment a little bit. I don't want to get too long here. We've got about 19 minutes, brothers and sisters. Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, cover this last issue. Actually, there's a couple issues. There's two but uh, I want to talk about the Brexit, British exit from the Eurozone. Uh, this has been ongoing for several months. Uh, they had their vote on Thursday in Britain. Uh, it went uh, with about a 52 to 48 vote to leave the Eurozone. Now, that's that was caused by a number of things. One is that um uh the addition to the eurozone of the uh of britain caused a lot of job loss to the balance of the uh, uh, uh of of europe okay they they lost jobs to the rest of europe germany picked a bunch up other com- countries picked some jobs up and they they've lost a lot of their their Economic base. The other problem that existed with uh, Europe being in the eurozone—they're the only uh, country that truly didn't go to the euro uh, as a as a money. They kept their pound sterling. Uh, that's their 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 money. It's called the pound sterling, uh, and they have a lot of you know different. Uh, iterations of it, pence and things like that. and I don't want to get into all of that. Some of it I, I don't really understand exactly what a pence is. I think it's like a $5 bill or something like that. But the pound sterling is the basis for their their money. They kept theirs. Everybody else folded into the uh, euro. Okay. The, the interesting thing about it was, unlike here in the United States, when when we became a United States... And all of the states gave up their ability to print money for currency, legal tender, and it went only to the dollar, with nobody else allowed to print money but the central bank. In the instance of the euro in Europe, all of the other countries continued to print money in their own presses. It, the money did not come from a central banking even though they have a central banking authority, the money was printed by all the individual countries. I don't know who came up with that lunacy, but they did it. It's been called a very failed social experiment uh, of late because they didn't put all the money under a central bank like we have here in the United States when the state's Who used to print money gave up that right to the central bank, treasury of the United States, and then in 1913, I believe, they added the Federal Reserve, uh, which is another uh, whole issue, Uh, and you know that that's arguable both both ways, and probably hurt us more than it's helped us. But having said that, in Europe. Uh, because of that, everybody's just been printing money. If they need a little more, a few more euros, they just printed it under press, and that's caused uh, a, a lot of trouble with debt over in these countries. You're seeing Greece and Italy and France having problems, and that gives rise to some of the uh, the, the violence uh, and the protests. Over in France And we're seeing them now I think uh, Jeff reported in Brazil now Uh, This is growing folks These protests Are going to come here To haunt us We'll be protesting The the policies of Europe And the policies of the United States In printing this money Are going to come to roost Here very shortly Now having said that Those were the problems They decided to leave. Their own pound sterling on Thursday evening, United States time, late in the night, fell in their their morning by 20%. A major currency of the world fell in a couple of hours 20%. I want you to listen to that. I'm going to say it again. A major world currency fell in an instant, under two hours. It fell 20%. Instantly, essentially. 20%. That's going to reverberate through the entire world. We saw on friday the united states market falls 610 points now typically that would in the past few years that would sort of stop and reverse itself i can report to you now that the futures as i look at them this instant didn't stop and reverse the futures are currently down 163.75 cents for the Dow Jones Industrial, it's down an additional 163 points right now. And this is only Sunday night, and Asia has not opened yet. The Asian markets, the, the Nikkei will open first around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We don't know what's going to happen in our markets on Monday I will tell you the following because it's something I've monitored since they began with the change of the circuit of the implementation of circuit breakers uh, and they changed them in on April 15th of 1998 at one time it was 10% 20% and a 30% drop on a single day currently it is Minus 7%, and the markets would have a 30-minute 30, 30 uh, interruption. Then that's, that's 1,200 points currently calculated at the close of the previous last month of the previous quarter. In other words, that was calculated in March. The closing prices of the Dow averaged. Uh, then you take 7 and 13%. And 20%. Now, what that represents for everybody, so you know, 2250 is a, is a is a 13% drop. And that would have a half hour or an hour, depending on the time of day, shutdown, or uh, sorry, interruption. And uh, a shutdown for the day would come with a minus 20%, as calculated, that is 3,450 points. Now, we don't know what's going to occur, but those are the circuit breakers as they're calculated this moment. They change on uh, July 1st. They would go up just uh, a little bit, about 50 points each. Um, because we're that close to the end of the month, we can pretty much guess exactly how, what they would recalculate to be. Again, they're calculated for the closing prices on the last month of the quarter, and those are good for the next three months. So 7%, 13% gives you an interruption of about 30 minutes, an hour if, if it's, aft, if it's uh, uh, be, before 1 o'clock on the, uh, the, the 13% drop, and then a shutdown at the end of at the end of the day or middle of the day if it gets to minus 3450 so the futures are down they didn't turn around right now we don't know again we don't know what's going to happen what that means to us as auto workers here in the United States thanks to the 2006 and we all know who was president then pension protection act that was federal law through two contracts, the 07 and the '2011, before being added in black letter print to all Detroit, Detroit Three contracts. All Detroit Three contracts have the Pension Protection Act in them now. The problem with that is it's automatic. There can not, not there's no lobbying of Congress like with the Teamsters that can stop this. It is in black letter print our agreement. A, re, a and they're funded currently just a little above eighty five percent in almost all in all instances of those three contracts. And that's a requirement of ERISA. And they've been sort of abiding by that. At this time, but General Motors, we've seen, and we've posted it, has been relieved of new, putting new monies in the pension plan after 2008. Okay, so no new monies coming in. A market constriction that would cause the funding levels to go below 80% will be because it's in black letter print in our pension, in our contract, a 50% cut in the vested part of the pensions. For people under age 62, that would mean they'd lose their supplement and they would get the lesser of the pension benefit guarantee corporation or the 50% of their vested portion which is approximately $700 having the the vested portion of their pension, under 62, around $1,400 approximately. It depends on how many years you were there. So this is not a solid number for everybody. It does vary on individuals. But we're telling you that this Brexit, British exit of the Eurozone can have a dramatic effect upon the United States auto workers in the Detroit 3. This will not occur until recalculation in December, but would take effect likely in January. We want you to understand how serious this is and nobody has told you about what Brexit would, ha- would do if it occurred. Nobody is telling you what is likely to occur should Brexit affect our markets in such a dramatic, negative way to cut pensions by 50%. We've been saying on this show and another. For some time the market is looking very toppy. It has a three top in it. That doesn't mean a lot to most of us, but it's making a overhead resistance that's probably not going to be, you know, tested for a long time from now. That overhead resistance means the direction sideways or down? And with the advent of the British exit, probably down. We saw dramatic down 610 points on Friday, and we're seeing the futures down now. Nobody has a crystal ball. Again, these are our opinions based on research and fact of the law and the the policies of the New York Stock Exchange on how they set up their circuit breakers. These exist. We want you to understand they exist. We want you to understand the ramifications. We do not know, nor are we offering any advice. Just education. Nobody has a crystal ball. But we've been saying the market's pretty high and it's likely to move down. So... Um, that's pretty, you know, pretty sad that we, in, in, in the full knowledge, in in the fall of last year, that the, that we added the Pension Protection Act into our agreement, in the full knowledge that, you know, the Dow Jones Industrial had moved from a low of 6,667, into, you know, in to the level of 18,000 Actually the high came in November Late November of, Interday high Of 18,351 So We watch these things I watch them Because I want to make sure that You know I protect myself But also in the instance of Being responsible for the Well-being of millions of people Be responsible to their protections as well. I think it's deplorable that at the market top they put Pension Protection Act language and black letter print into our agreement. Um, before I ask for more comment uh, from the, the other two co-hosts here this evening on this issue, I want to bring up uh, this past week the UAW posted on its page, UAW.org, that the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is going to change the health care program for its retirees and employees, our members, unilaterally, without any uh, discussion. They're just going to go in and change it. And Dennis Williams was aghast at that. He's surprised. I'm going, one, you're supposed to be in communication with them all time, at all times. So you shouldn't be surprised at this. I mean, you have international staff representatives that service these companies, that you have taken away their authority over the years and they no longer have the full authority because you have assumed that authority away from them. And now it's come to haunt you. You did this in the Detroit 3 Viva, and you don't think other people, companies, corporations are going to do the same thing? You're you're a, a moron, Dennis Williams, for thinking, oh, well, that won't happen anywhere else. And you're a fool as a manager for not being on top of this because you have not empowered your staff to effectively communicate with these corporations. A fact that will change under a new administration, by the way. So, again, the Blue Cross Blue Shield members are going to be under a new, very different, very uh, uh, less uh, benefit plan for the retirees and, and future retirees, and it's just sad that this union's caught flat-footed and, and and express you know absolute surprise that something like this could happen. Just just a horrible managers, thing. just just deplorable union leaders that are doing this to us. So. Fellas, you got anything on the Brexit? Uh, Jeff, I'll, I'll ask you
0: first, if you would, please. No, I don't... I got to educate myself a little more on it. Um, okay. I do see right. uh, people wanting to have a revolt on it. Um, maybe they'll get their chance to change all that. But, um, yeah. Could I gotta educate myself a little bit more on the situation. Um, yeah, I was unaware okay. of what was going on.
1: Yeah, it's
0: it's something that's
1: it's a bell that you can't unring. Unfortunately,
0: mm-hmm. I mean they
1: might undo it in the future at some point. You know, rewind it a little bit. Uh, you know, the Eurozone is demanding that they leave immediately, and and uh, they've asked to have it you know spread out over a couple of years. And uh, so they're going to be at odds over that. There's a lot of moving pieces to this. I just wanted to touch base on what might affect us immediately here. Or so, but uh, yeah, Jeff. There's a you know as it as it unfolds. I mean, nobody's you know really on top of it all because it unfolds. And, right. You know, some of this changes. Uh, the vote won't change, but you know some of this changes as we're going through it. David, do you have anything on that? Yeah. Question to you, Leroy. Um, sure. I understand completely what
2: you're saying about um, the pension plan, Naviba. Um, yeah. What about uh, the profits of the corporation?
1: Well,
2: FCA <laughs> Ford and Chrysler. How will that be affected, Right.
1: Well, um, you know, of course, they're awash with money now. We saw General Motors go from the middle four billions in profit. Uh, to a 2015 uh, profit of in the middle nine billion, and you know I won't quote exact numbers because I don't think they know exact numbers, but we'll we'll just say four or five to like I think it went to four six or seven I think, and then they reported like nine and changed nine three something like that. Uh, so it doubled. Effectively, I think uh, they use they use the term seventy uh, percent went up, but I, you know, the the math shows a doubling, uh, so uh, or very close, so very close to it isn't funny. Uh, so they're awash with money, you know. We, as an organization, a union that represents members, that's that's just General Motors, and you can expect the other two, in some measure, are making the same kind of money. Because we're supposed to make sure they're all competitive, that they profit on on a, on a particular vehicle commensurate to the size of the corporation that that uh, that it, uh, actually produces the product uh, are equal. So we're supposed to make them competitive. So you know, Ford and Chrysler may be different a little bit in our benefit plan uh, compensation. Uh, I know Chrysler has a lot more uh, Tier 2s and temporaries than the other uh, two in the Detroit 3, so that makes them a little more competitive. That's not our job. Our job is to represent the membership, not make these corporations competitive. But they are awash in money. After hiding it, and we'll get into that in another show at some point, in these small corp, spin-off corporations that they created, uh, and we'll, we'll, will we'll, you know, fully vet all of that at, in some uh, future show. But for now, they've, they've tucked it all away wherever they could, and they still had to show nine plus billion dollars profit. And Mary Barra, I think that was rather seventy percent. Her, her compensation went up some seventy percent. That was what I what I think I recall in that whole uh, events of uh, uh, increases because uh, they were reported about the same time. Uh, so, uh, you know, yeah, they're, they're, their monies are awash. As we see uh, the markets constrict in, in, uh, in England, Britain, their dollar constrict, that's gonna come home to roost across the world. It's just it's an event that they call an they've called an earthquake. You know, these two tectonic plates of the earth have shifted dramatically, in this case twenty percent in England, financial world of England. Uh, and that's gonna come and, and haunt all of us. The thought is that money's gonna dry up In other words, easy money where you could just go get a loan for this and that is going to come to an an end. Uh, It'll be more difficult to get a loan, to be, you know, no, uh, none none of this, you know, you've got to have uh, nothing down to do this and that. You're going to have substantial amounts of money to to go in and buy something, whatever it is. So is that going to affect the profits of the corporation? probably, I would guess, that it's going to come to haunt them a little in time. And they're going to come and ask us for more concessions. Of course, Sergio Marchion was on record as saying, we have to negotiate for the lowest common denominator. We have to negotiate for a market that's substantially less than what it is now. Of course, they did that in the case of the pension Pensions, because they won't have to pay a pension. They simply won't have to pay a pension if markets constrict enough. And it's very possible that that could happen. We've been angry about these, this 2015 agreement. And I'm going to tell you, everybody, everybody that's in our listening world, ought to be extremely and extraordinarily angry at what's going on with this. So, having said that, uh, uh, your question is well-founded. Are the profits going to be affected? And the answer is, quite frankly, yeah, I, in my opinion. You know, I mean, how can you have this, you know, market disruption and not have everything else? Affected by it Including some sales You know If if money dries up as they You know I mean I listen to these financial channels You know they're talking You know things are going to change in the United States and, and the rest of the world This isn't justice you know in Britain This is around the world This is you know Back in one of our wars They said the shot heard around the world I think it was in Boston at one point And this This is a a vote heard around the world, you know, and you will you will see the effect of this worldwide real soon so and you know watch out for tomorrow I mean just just watch hide and watch just you know I mean it's gonna be a day to be remembered in my opinion, so uh, having said that, I mean I'm not the only person saying it either, by the way, theres a lot of opinion out there on this matter so, yeah. Uh, David, your your question's well founded. I mean, I'm I'm not a uh, you know soothsayer. I don't know what the future holds. We've been saying the markets are high for some time, and people need to take a look at their personal situations. And here we are on the precipice of a, 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 already having a big drop, and margin calls being calculated now. People are going to have to come up with more money, or sell their stock. And we're, we're seeing the future is already affected by it right now. So, so a little bit. We'll see what the morning brings. So um, any anything else on either the, the Blue Cross or, or the Brexit? Yeah.
0: It just um, seems like.
1: Okay. Go ahead, Go ahead Jeff. Jeff. David.
2: Um, one of the things that uh, the reason I asked that question um It's on the back of my mind that uh, the current auto boom is built on probably now over $1 billion in consumer loans, 72-month car loans. And our workers traded off cost of living, annual inflation protection, um, in lieu of the profit-sharing payments. Um, that's going to come home to roost one day and I'm not a firm believer in the profit sharing program Um, it should be bargained for um, base rate increase annual inflation factor and cost of living back to the um, basics of uh, negotiating um fair and equitable contracts for our for our um, active members. Um, so I just wanted to say that I don't believe in process sharing.
1: I, I think you're right, David. I think you're 100% right. Uh, they've been relying on this, these bonuses for far too long. Walter Ruther had it right. He said cost of living allowance, COLA, should be paid to the membership. And he negotiated it. One of the best things he ever did was negotiate a cost-of-living allowance. Okay? And the other thing that he did, around the same time, this was uh, in, uh, what I think, in 1950. They called it the the Treaty of Detroit for the the big three uh, uh, contracts. Uh, They allowed... Walter to have annual improvement factor, and that meant he understood that automation was coming and to pay the membership for that as the membership began to constrict annual improvement factor of the workers they got better at what they were doing and we were more efficient on an annual basis of about 2%. Annual improvement factor at 2% was put in to place in the Detroit, Treaty of Detroit, okay? That was the common term for the Detroit Three Contracts. I think it was 1950, but I might stand corrected. Uh, and so th- those are the things that we've uh, held uh, high and it's, you know, over time, uh, it's benefited the membership in large measure because they've now put their, their, their they put their lot in the profit sharing uh, as profits go down profit sharing will likely go away in fact I've pointed out when uh, earlier in this year on another show when the uh, Ford company changed from a cash basis to a mark to market accounting basis system for their pension plan, meaning they can take losses implicit or implied losses uh, from the pension plan and it's a little more complicated than 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 uh, what I can have time to do tonight. I did a real nice job explaining it when it when it happened. But because of that if there is a, a paper loss, they can literally take that loss against profits in the core business and never act, have an actual loss if there's a, a paper loss in the pension fund as it goes down they can then take that even though they've not you know had a an actual loss because of marked to market accounting that they changed to in the pension plan as it goes down they can take these paper losses and apply them to the core business. So, if even if they did have profits, the chances are that they could hide those in the um, uh, core business of Ford. They would hide those profits. Uh, and you're exact, you're spot on with regard to the 72-month auto loans. These are all, by and large, subprime <laughs> auto loans. They've been selling cars you know, to the thousandaires, uh, not the millionaires or the, you know, the billionaires. They've been selling them to the thousandaires and they can't afford them, by and large. And you'll see a lot of them come back uh, and that's going to cause its own problem, but it'll also uh, end all these subprime loans. Easy money is about to go away, okay? uh, I hate to be the the bearer of this, but it's being said everywhere in the financial world. It's nothing new. I'm repeating what's in the news, okay? I'm not a soothsayer, but there are folks with a lot more initials after the name saying what I'm saying, and I'm just letting you, I'm educating you as to what they're bandying about in their world and how it's going to affect us. And again, we offer opinions here and education based on other people's opinions. So, uh, so having said that, uh, you know, any other questions uh, or discussion? Either one of you have? No.
2: I have one more thing. Okay. David. Um, in regards to, um, what was negotiated for retirees, um, Ford Motor Company, um, they negotiated two hundred and fifty dollars per year to their retirees. Um, Chrysler got the sleight of hand um, on the voucher program. Right. But as you mentioned, and I'm not, I'm not going to let Mary Barr off the hook here tonight. Um, she received a seventy percent increase in her pay. Right. All of our retirees received a $500 stipend one-time payment. They completely left out surviving spouses. And I want to retell to those surviving spouses and say, I'm sincerely sorry that that happened because it was an injustice.
1: That's all I have to say on that. Leroy. Well, I believe the team shares your opinion. Uh, David, I mean, I can't imagine any one of us that don't have the same opinion that it was an injustice to the surviving spouses not to get, and a lot of these people are elderly, very elderly, uh, not to get. My own sister was one of those. There you go. Okay. There you go. So, and she's a lot older than you, as I recall, so that's sad.
2: 20 years.
1: Uh, 20 years older than you. So there you go. She's, you know eighty, she could have used yeah. that five hundred bucks or some portion of it. I mean, I know in the past they've given half or sixty percent to the surviving spouses. You know, so it'd been nice for them to get a, a, something out of it at least. You know, so they didn't, and that's sad. So, uh, fellas, uh, you know, I'm going to ask for a consensus vote. Do you think that the IUAW has uh, adequately Informed that I'm, I'm going to cover a lot of these, and, and uh, then, then I'll ask for the vote. But I will just bundle them all together. We covered the, the uh, uh, issue of the political leaders want to take more from the railroad and and uh, and increase age for Medicare and so, uh, under the Social Security program. Have we been adequate? You know, as members, been adequately informed by the International Union, the IUAW, for that? Have we been uh, lied to uh, about the uh, Chrysler uh, issue where they said they were going to get a $1,000 voucher? And then in the letter, they actually said, oh, we can't always say what the members want to hear, end quote. Uh, You know, in the letter, they actually had the gall to say that. And then have we been adequately educated as to the British exit from the Euro and what it might mean to us. Uh, And was the UAW in communication with Blue Cross Blue Shield Michigan to the degree that they needed to be so that they couldn't claim absolute shock when Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan did this? Have the UAW leadership, have they done an adequate job, or have they, uh, on these issues that we discussed tonight, failed miserably? I would ask for your consensus vote on that. I would vote they failed. So. All? Yes, they
0: have failed miserably. An epic fail.
1: Okay, that's a consensus vote of failure of the UAW once again this week on the matters we've covered. So, uh, unless anybody, do you, anything else that you uh, have to say you know, on any issue that comes to mind? Jeff?
0: Um, I just want to remind uh, our new workers in the plants that if your job workstation requires you to use a hoist to lift parts, I am begging you to use that hoist. If you do not use that hoist and get hurt, you may be denied workman's compensation. I noticed somebody Friday night where I was driving around my forklift, and the younger folks need to realize that. Use the hoist. If you don't, you're only hurting yourself in the long run financially. That's all I got, Leroy.
1: Okay, thank you, Jeff. Uh David, do you have anything
2: else? No, Leroy, I don't have
1: anything else to add. Okay. Again, Jeff's out there protecting the folks, our members. Listen to what he says. If you get hurt and you're not using a, t- a tool that you're supposed to be using, you may be disqualified for workers' compensation. Okay, under an injury program. So, uh, having said that, let's uh, remember that our email address is working for a at working for a living. You can follow us on, on as a show uh, on blog talk radio forward slash working for a living, uh, dot com forward slash working for a living. Uh, also this show will turn into a podcast after this live segment. You can listen to it anytime you want. We try to keep it around 60 minutes. We got real long tonight because a lot of issues that came up this past week. Uh, and, uh, uh we just, we apologize for that, but we try to keep it around 60 minutes. Uh, that windy here. <laughs> uh, let's shout out to all of our friends around the the, uh, the country. I mean, uh, uh, you all know who you are. We've gotten along, so we'll we'll just uh, say a shout out to everybody around the country and the world, and, and our friends in Canada and Mexico, especially, as well that listen to the show. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, having said that, I'd like to say good night. Stay safe in the coming week. Uh, good night, Jeff and David my right, guys have a good week.